Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for hanging around a little bit longer. So I'm Colin Sinclair McDermott, and I am the online print coach. And today we thought we would do something a little bit different. There's been lots of seminars on over the last few days, but we're here live at the print show, so I thought what better place to do one of the new podcast episodes for the print reviews. So this here is episode five. If you've not caught any um, before the show, you can check it out on the website, but it's on all the usual podcast platforms. Today I'm joined by the dynamic duo they've been they've been titled um, Sam and Donna from a company called Sign Speed in Wales do you guys want to introduce yourselves I'm Sam and I'm half of the directorship of Sign Speed um, as Colin said we're based in West Wales and I'm Donna <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about you guys how did you get involved in the in the industry it wasn't something I thought in school that I would do, work in signage. I previously worked in a zoo, but I thought I fancied a change of career and a job came up in a local company. And I thought, well, I'll try. And that's how I started. And that now was five, six years ago. Um, my background was mainly retail banking and sales. I was working part-time in a local newspaper and a position came up within SignSpeed to cover a six-month maternity leave cover. So I thought my daughter was getting older. I'd go back to work full-time for six months and see what happened. And here we are, five years later. So one of the, kind of the story we want to obviously share with you guys today is Sam and Donna bought the business a few years ago. And um, tell us about the roles you had within SignSpeed when you were an employee, if you like, of the business. So I went into the office to help with sales and quoting for six months initially, initial period. So we were the main contact then for any inquiries coming in, uh, for the quoting and for being a bit of a face of the business at the time really. And Sam? Um, my role started much the same as Donna's um, sales and quoting until I sort of found my feet and learned about the products and then I quickly moved across to scheduling so I'd schedule the flow through the business of the work through quoting to production to workshop and then following up at the end and covering our ISO system as well so Donna and I we weren't in the same department as such and we didn't really work together very much while we were employees of the business until we actually decided to buy the business out from previous directors. So you guys actually worked in different buildings altogether, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, completely so, different departments. So, so at what point in the process did you, did you get to become obviously close enough to, to want to buy a business together? When the previous directors announced to the 12 staff that uh, we could all purchase the company and take over a lot of people decided they weren't going to mm -hmm. pursue it me and Sam like Sam said like we didn't know each other before we started working together and we were in different buildings so it kind of whittled down there was five of us then there was mm -hmm. four of us three and then two yeah. that decided to go forward with it and what motivated you to to want to, to obviously they, they wanted an exit strategy kind of what what possessed you to want to to kind of buy them out as such it sounds really stupid when I say it now but neither of us wanted to look for another job I know it really does when you when we think back it really does sound really silly but we were both at the stage we'd taken that plunge of changing from what we were doing and we really enjoying the job and we worked together quite nicely even though we weren't in the same department it flowed Donna's got skills I haven't got and the other way around so when it came down to just the two of us it got to a point where I said, right, if you drop out, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. we, we wanted the support of each other. Um, yeah, so that, that's why, because we didn't want to get another job. What about you? 
Yeah, work, living in such a tourist industry, mm-hmm. going back to work in evenings, weekends, and finding a position in the area, because I standard nine-to-five jobs are few and far between so again it was the extreme measure of not wanting to find another job (laughs) and it was such an interesting industry did you ever consider setting up a new business or was it always the focus being on buying out the existing owners the thought did cross our minds but sign speed is actually 40 years old this year sign speed's been going since 1983 so in december we turn 40 i turn 40 next month so Science speed's probably in a bit better condition than I am. And it was an existing base of customers. There was existing staff. The knowledge was there. So I think it was a natural thing rather than when the opportunity came up to, to buy, rather than start from scratch, it was mm. to start that journey of, of continuing such yeah. a legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's quite a scary prospect, kind of, obviously kind of going from employee to employer. Kind of, what, was the, what were the biggest reservations that you that you had beforehand the team really how they would go from us being employees to being their employers because the team came with the business so that I think was quite scary on how they'd perceive us now would they actually listen to us or would they think you know they've got to change the behavior around us because we were their colleagues and friends rather than their bosses Mm -hmm. because we both still do our day jobs Donna still is the quoting team you know sales I'm still running the scheduling and things like that so we still do those jobs so the team when they're talking to us and they're working with us they don't know whether it's a team member or the boss so that we we've got strategies in place now and it it works and we ask for their feedback how do they feel about it and what are their thoughts and it does work quite well but there are moments when you quickly have to take one hat off and put on another one and that's not always pleasant what about yourself donna i think as well because we took over during covid so we completed our purchase in october 2020 so when the previous directors announced to 12 people what was going on a few of them decided to start making their own plans so it whittled down then with covid happening before we actually got our hands on the business we were down to a team of five so we've all had to take on extra roles and responsibilities and having that fine line between employer and employee colleague it's it's been quite hard to manage but three years in i think we're finding more of a balance with it and what happened to the other the other seven employees then can have they become competitors or no then none of them are in the signage industry some went to get standard office jobs because it was such a period of unknown time Mm. yeah the life changed for them all and they slowly but surely all of them disappeared out the signage industry okay tell me about the the process then so obviously you get the opportunity to to, to buy them out what was it what was the what was the buying process like it was very difficult we were supposed to complete at the start of 2020 but it was delayed there wasn't much of a handover pack i think if anybody is thinking of selling a business get an advisor and do it properly because what we were handed wasn't great we took an advisor on board and it drew the process out to a very lengthy stage when then we went for funding we had our funding in place and then covid hit and nobody wants to fund anyone in covid because you don't know what the world's going to look like so i think it was 14 days before our completion date our funding structure changed which made things really difficult but we we did manage to get funding it's not easy to access i i think it has possibly got 
a bit easier now. There's a, a quite a lot of employee buyouts now in our area, isn't there? And when we speak to them, they've said, you know, the Development Bank of Wales has stepped in and assisted, but there was they wouldn't help us at all um, because nobody knew. When we've got a local, um, like a funding pot called a Pembrokeshire Lottery, we had to put a business plan together to go to them to ask for funding. They were willing to see us. We spent ages on our business plan. They didn't ask us about our business plan. All they asked us was, how are your plans to get through COVID? And that, that was it. There was just nothing else happening in the world but COVID at that time. So it was extremely difficult. What about you, Africa? Your, your perspective on the, the well, process going, going through that it was it was it was quite a quite a journey mm-hmm. so probably put it as, as a journey how long did it take overall we started the process in august 2019 so it was well over 12 months mm-hmm. and if we hadn't have had our advisor in place during that time i don't think we would have completed by now mm-hmm. i think it would still be going on because the previous owners have been with the company obviously since 1983 they were very emotionally attached to everything so not having that kind of forward thinking and forward planning of having a pack together of what you're going to offer and how you're going to actually pass the business on mm-hmm. um so that's really important that we've taken away from it so mm-hmm. eventually one day possibly maybe when we look to actually have our um, retirement package in place <laughs> then we know what mm. what we'd need to do did you ever think you would be in a position to to, to, to own a business like that can i say four or five years ago no no mm-hmm. um i've done my own little outsourcing business in the past which they say it was very isolating and doing something on your own like that was mm-hmm. terrifying and not great so being able to do it with with a business partner and uh, and now friend because you can't escape me um, <laughs> it's been yeah I wouldn't have done it without but it's yeah. been a heck of a journey so what, what, what were the biggest challenges throughout the acquisition process well doing this all in COVID mm-hmm. so trying to have meetings I was basically part of Sam's family we were having meetings in the backs of cars zooming with uh, everybody in sundry mm. then it was the the purchasing finding the funding pots jumping through the hoops trying to show that we would have a business at the end of covid mm-hmm. then um within six months of taking over the business we were in the previous owner's gardens so we had to relocate the business so still carrying on making sure we so could actually t- tell us about that can i well, we were in lovely farm buildings with outside toilets, and uh, we had to source somewhere to actually go to. So a local airfield, we had to go through the whole process. They actually sectioned a building off for us, built on an office, put indoor toilets in. So living the dream these days. And um, yeah, it was a lengthy process, trying to find somewhere that was in the wilds of Wales that was accessible, that we could get to, that we could have exactly what we needed. That was a challenge mm-hmm. within six months to actually find it. Yeah agree it mm-hmm. and move okay. and you touched on it earlier on Sam obviously there's a transition going from employ- employee to employer kind of, how has that been kind of, what's, what's, the, what's the relationship kind of change been since you, since you made that move I think at the start the, the team that stayed were just grateful to keep their jobs mm-hmm. and, and it was brilliant they've taken it on the chin really haven't they they have been fantastic I mean that's why we're both here and have been able to be at the print show for the last few days because we've put in place that it does run if we're not there they are a fantastic team and I think because they were used to having Donna and I as the people that were running the business, the previous directors did work within the business, but we were the first point of contact for customers. That's been really useful. And 
the team, they've got a back when we're not there, haven't they? But sometimes, definitely with things like appraisals and, and, and things like that, it's very difficult to talk about the day-to-day running with them, definitely. Yeah. And um, took the business over, kind of, obviously it was it's well established. Were you able to kind of maintain and kind of manage a lot of the, the previous relationships? Has it been fairly smooth? transition and say so, luckily because we've been within the business working day-to-day in it we were the relationship managers for most of our customers anyway so they either knew me from the first point of call from mm-hmm. contacting the company from contacting us or from Sam then with con- um, conversations about the products going out and um, when fitness and everything were going to take place so okay. they knew us anyway yeah you quite often find in these situations that maybe the previous owners there's some kind of caveat where they need to kind of stay around a little bit in the outskirts to help with the kind of making sure the clients stay within the business. Is that something that, that happened with, with your previous guys? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that no. something that was meant to happen? I think there was an element more of support and uh, going forward that, the, that probably we'd, we'd hoped for, but in a way it was just we were in the deep end, let's mm-hmm. crack on, let's, let's do this. We were, yeah, it's... Uh, and point to pass, the, pass the point of no return, so we've got to roll with it. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's the plans for the future now? You're obviously, you're, you're, you get, I would, fair, fair to say you guys have become really close friends as well. Kinda, there's, a, there's a unity between the both of you. What's, what's the future now that you've kind of embedded in the business? The plan is to grow. Um, obviously, before COVID, Sainsbury had a lot more employees. So we want to get back to that. That's the first sort of stage. We offer quite a lot of products. Um, we, we print in-house. We work with other partners. We want to grow the number of employees, the number of customers, and our number of suppliers as well. And it's just doing that with our plan because you can't do everything when you first take over we had bullet points didn't we up on our whiteboard that we were crossing off but you have to realize you can't you can't do them all you have to take them step by step Mm -hmm. and we're slowly working our way through that and definitely meeting you was a step in the right direction because you've helped us focus um if there is one i'm probably jumping a question ahead but one piece of advice if you're taking over a business or you need help within a business ask reach out because there are people out there like Colin that will help and it's invaluable just to have that extra eyes on your business I had to buy them a bottle of Prosecco last night to say that <laughs> so as is tradition um, if you've not listened to the podcast yet um, it's time to embarrass the girls it's all about getting to know the real people behind uh, the businesses and the industry as well and um, I normally at this point ask is for, for you to share something that personal that maybe people might not know about you um, in the industry. I'm glad you gave me prior warning of this <laughs> because I couldn't think of anything. So my friends and family obviously would know this but people in this industry may not. Um, myself and my family appeared on a TV show for the BBC a few years ago now where we lived in a yurt on a hill farm in North Wales for I think it was four or five weeks and we learnt about farming and the community and where our food comes from. So, what was the programme called? Uh, family Farm. Is it still on iPlayer? No, they've taken it off now, <laughs> thank God. And Donna, your turn. Again, when that question went out when, on the other interviews, it's like, oh, what would I say about myself? And, well, I'm a closet afternoon tea influencer on Instagram. 
You have to exp expand on that one. When I left the paper I worked for, me and my friend decided we wanted to keep in touch, so we decided to tour around, have an afternoon teas. And it's become a bit of a thing, so... <laughs> Now we are in, well, we are European wide now. Last week I was actually in Barcelona having afternoon tea. And where's next? I know there's some interesting places still to come. Marrakesh, then Paris. It's not a bad life, is it? <laughs> Sainsbury must be doing well. Or, like, or Sam's I, doing all the work for you. I like cake. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, kind of, what, would, what would you say the, kind of, the key learnings have been kind of, for anyone who's maybe here thinking about... Kind of, buying an existing business what have, the, what have the key learnings been for you guys I think as I said earlier ask for help and have confidence in yourself as well because I would never have thought I'd own a business um, I didn't go to university I didn't even finish my A-levels but that doesn't matter because I learned on the job every job I've had I've always worked for as if it was my business because when you work for a company you're representing that business in whatever you do and I think having that confidence and just take the plunge just go for it, because you don't know where it might lead you. And Donna? Confidence is definitely a thing. We were saying about it earlier, actually, where when we first took over, we'd been through this journey over 12 months or a year and a half of the purchase, and we were almost embarrassed to say that, yeah, we're the owners of Sign Speed, we're the directors, we've, we own the company, because we could hide behind other people before, so to have that confidence. But definitely, we had a financial advisor from the start, and we still keep in touch with him, because again, finances were difficult to get our heads around, because it wasn't something we dealt with daily. And then, once we are in the right space, once we came across Colin as well, because you need other people to make you think. You're so busy doing the doing, make sure you take time to work on the business as well as in the business. Yeah. So, knowing what you know now, you can have what would you do differently if you were to buy a second business? Probably get a job in a supermarket instead. <laughs> no, um, we'd probably, yeah, I think we'd still have gone through everything, but uh, confidence, we probably would have tried to work on confidence and having people around us like yourself then yeah. that can help us with the journey. I'm glad we did it. I am really glad. I wouldn't change that. I think the thing I probably would change is the way that, I came across back then. I think, like Donna said, the confidence thing is definitely key. But that's all very well to say in hindsight, isn't it, when you look back. I definitely try to make decisions now more confidently. When we started, the first sort of three months, we did everything together because we weren't sure what we were doing. And now we've realised what's our weaknesses, what's our strengths. Um, and we try and play to those as well. And have confidence in other people. Let them in and let them help you. Yeah, nice. Obviously, normally we do these podcast episodes online, so there's no one else sitting here watching us. So um, there's an opportunity if anyone wants to ask any questions to the girls um, about their journey. Yes. Just for the purpose of the podcast, that's someone just asking if um, what's your proudest moment in starting the business? I'd probably say getting to grips with everything financially and realising that we can pay people and, and that it actually works. <laughs> I think like we were terrified of taking over and then the, the financials not being there but achieving what we needed to do and being able to pay our staff I think that that first couple of months every time the wages went out it was just like yes it must be quite rewarding because you're not just responsible for each other anymore you're responsible for for other families you kind know, of does that ripple effect you kind know, of that must be super rewarding yeah but it's also super scary because you know that you're the one that's, mm -hmm. that is responsible. Like Donna said, you know, when payday comes, it's like, oh, that, 
you know, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think for me, to answer that question, I think it was when I saw my name on the business card. It was just like, yes. Yeah, with the word director underneath it. It was just that moment, because as Donna said, you're so busy doing the doing every day, just to actually see that there and think, God, you know, I've done this. We've gone through this roller coaster. And also, my kids, I've got three children. And just to see them seeing me do this, having not gone to uni, not got A-levels, I can run a business. Nikki, you've got a question for us, and we've got a microphone there as well. Okay, so Nicola's asking how you switch off and get some new time. And interestingly, this was last month's coaching session. So I'll let you, I'll let you girls answer that one. Um, yeah, so Don and I were really close friends outside of Sign Speed as well. We didn't know each other before, but we've obviously become really close friends. So we do a lot together outside of work as well. We started swimming, but we cold water swim. So when we go into the lakes and we live by the coast so we can go in the sea and it's absolutely fantastic the minute you get in the water you're not thinking about anything but the cold water and breathing so we do that but we also quite like a glass of wine does anyone else do the cold, cold water therapy from the audience yeah it's something i took up in in lockdown because there was a guy we had a guy called wim hof and uh, he does a lot of like um cold showers and that type of thing i've got a friend and um i've got a friend over in ireland he actually installed a cold shower in his garden and he has an ice bath every day and he's blue wheelie bin um so everyone can do it at home does anyone else have any other questions david so david's going to ask him about your approach to kind of i guess change within the business and how you, um, how you've approached that with the, the current staff one of our members of staff have been with the company for 37 years so he's been through quite a period of change of technologies and things, but it's, it's putting systems and processes in places and we're getting the confidence to do that now in order to shape the company into the way we want it in the future. But I think it was just building confidence in order to do that. Yeah, slowly, slowly, mm -hmm. but we're, we're getting there now. Any other questions? So a question about kind of how you embrace kind of new, te new technology in the business. Yeah, we are really excited. Obviously, you've always got to be cautious. If you, know, if you suddenly get inquiries for certain items, you, you can't throw everything in. So there's always that caution. But it's looking at trends, as I'm sure every business, whether it's somebody who's taken over or somebody who's had it for a long time, they will judge the market and see. But it's, yeah, it's really exciting because it feels like ours now and we can decide which direction to take in, which is fantastic. And with another question down the front, yeah. So what are the biggest challenges being fa faced with at the moment? I think from my point of view, the biggest challenges right now are the fact that we are such a tourism-led area where we live. And now that COVID's obviously passed and we're getting the caravan parks back, the theme parks are busy, it's very quiet during the winter. So we're trying to look at strategies of targeting customers that aren't just tourism-led. I know probably quite a lot of seaside resorts have this issue. So we're trying to work on what customers aren't tourism-led and focus on those and, and really work on our marketing. A lot of our, or a lot of Sign Speed's past work has been very organic but we're very keen on trying to make it proactive and getting out there, hence 
Colin, the print show, making contacts in the industry, making contacts within our own area, joining networking groups. And as I say, Sciencebee's 40 this year. That's, that's a heck of an achievement for a company to reach 40 years. And we want to sort of carry on that legacy, really. Thank you very much to Sam and Donna for, for joining us this afternoon. I hope you've enjoyed a, a, a bit of a different kind of seminar here at the, at the print show. Big thank you to, all, to the organisers. It's been a great week. And um, thank you for having us. So, signing off. Thank you.